Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power Man Podcast. My name is Rory Paquette, and I am your host. Very happy to be here recording episode 20. Episode 20. Pretty cool. Another milestone. Another milestone made possible because of you, our listeners. Thank you all for sharing um, the podcast, for subscribing to it, for enabling your alerts. Um, and thank you all for your comments on Instagram. Uh, we are doing very well um, as a podcast, and we're doing very well on Instagram with our uh, our numbers. Um, I tell you what, if you folks have any questions, any comments, any concerns, anything you want to add or, uh, or ask about, please don't hesitate to send me a DM or comment on any of our posts. Um, it's been great, and uh, just want to make sure I say thank you for that. Every time I sit down in front of this microphone, it uh, feels like I have 10 or 15 things I want to talk about. And obviously, I don't want to do that to you. So uh, try to narrow it down to the most relevant. And sometimes it's just the things that have hit me the hardest or the things that have made the greatest impact in my life, uh, you know, at that moment. And today, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a little overwhelmed with... Uh, some things that have happened to men that I know, men that I've known for quite some time. Uh, you know, they've had some some issues happen to them, and I I think that they're uh, I think they're a lot more common than we as men would like to believe. So I want to address some of them today, um, because I think that that these sort of situations. Uh, that these two men in particular, you know, that I've known have, uh, run into, I think that they come about because of misconceptions on our part. And I want to talk about how we can avoid that and hopefully keep that from happening to us. Um, there are three misconceptions that we generally deal in as men. And before I get into those, I want to tell you a couple of quick stories uh, about these guys that I know. Um, they're both work associates, uh, slash, you know, friends of mine that I've known for years. Um, I know them, I know their families. Um, you know, I've met their wives. And so to have these things happen, uh, was surprising to be completely honest, uh, because I, I know all the parties involved. Um, but you know, one of them, uh, we'll call him Terry. <laughs> um, Terry uh, has been working at the same job for uh, a little under 20 years. And I've known him for eight. And, you know, he's uh, been married uh, for that, <laughs> I mean, I think 30 or 40 years. He's an older gentleman, uh, at least 30 years. He's got uh, three kids that have all graduated now from college. The last one uh, just graduated last year. Um, you know, he's worked his entire life um, at the job he's at, and very often in the time that I've known him, had a second job and sometimes even a third. Um, his wife, um, you know, worked, and, and uh, they really seemed like, you know, one of those couples that were just working, you know, together. 
as a team, raise the kids, build a life, move on. And, you know, Terry, um, a couple months ago came home and, uh, his wife was sitting there and said, we need to talk. And, uh, she informed him that, uh, she wanted a divorce. And, you know, to Terry, it, it came out of nowhere. He really just didn't see it coming. And, um, of course he's, you know, beside himself and, and he says, you know, well, why? You know, I don't understand. She says, well, um, I don't love you anymore. And I haven't for a while. He's like, what do you mean for a while? And she said, probably for the last three years. You know, I just, I haven't felt anything for you. I'm sorry. So he goes through the whole gamut of emotions. He's upset and he's like, you know, hey, you know, what, what can I do? What can, is there something I can change? You know, what, uh, you know, how can I fix this? And she informs him, well, you know, you can't. Um, I found somebody else. And I've been seeing him for about two years. So let that sink in for a minute. Okay. Hopefully that sank in a little bit. We're going to talk about that again in a minute. Let's talk about the other situation. Another buddy of mine. Um, we're going to call him Joe. Joe's been married for 12 years. No kids. Him and the wife. Um, he's been running a, a business, independent contractor type, running his own deal, working 80-hour work weeks, trying to build the business up. Uh, he has built it up. He's got, you know, uh, three guys working for him, running routes underneath his. Uh, he's doing well. He's built a nice nest egg. He and his wife have, uh, you know, been concentrating on the Dave Ramsey plan of pay all the debt off. His wife has been a, uh, a stay-at-home wife. They have no kids. Uh, like I said before, he's been working his heart out so that she can have the life that she wants to have. She gets to go to the gym and, uh, you know, take care of herself and work out and gets to go to the spa, gets to go to, you know, get her hair done, you know, the whole bit. And um, Joe, on the other hand, is killing himself. He's working 80 hours a week. You know, he's eating bad food. He's just doing what he can. You know, he's trying to do the Dave Ramsey beans and rice thing. And, um, you know, for those of you who are familiar with that program, you know what that means. Basically means you, you um, live on the cheapest food possible that's still not horrible for you. And, you know, beans and rice is the, what, what Dave Ramsey likes to talk about because um, it's really cheap and it still gives you some protein and some carbs and can keep you going. In the real world, what that really means is, you know, McChicken sandwiches from McDonald's for a buck. So, <laughs> um, so Joe's, you know, kind of let himself go. He's probably gained about 50 pounds in the last 12 years. And um, This is a recent situation with him. Just happened last week. Um, comes up to me and starts telling me the whole situation and just starts pouring his heart out about it and says that, uh, you know, he came home and wife said, I want a divorce. 
And he's like, excuse me? <laughs> and longer story shorter, uh, she informs him that she uh, isn't attracted to him anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. And found somebody at the gym that she's really attracted to. And has been hooking up with him for quite a while. So let that sink in just a little bit. These two stories hit me kind of hard. Um, when you hear them at first, your first reaction as a man is to be like, wow, ungrateful. How could she do that to him? Guy's killing himself. Wow. Right? I mean, tell me that you heard either of those stories and the wife was not the bad guy. You can't. Anybody who hears those stories is going to feel that way about it. Until you really think about it. Until you apply the principles of the power of man. Until you recognize personal responsibility. Until you really think it through. It's tough, these situations. Um, you know, and, and I know these guys personally. And so it's, it, it's pretty tough. But in both cases, these guys put their heads down. They devoted their entire uh, soul, I mean, every ounce of their being, to their work, their finances, their responsibilities. And they took for granted the ladies in their lives. And they made some false assumptions based on misconceptions. And I think that this is something that we need to talk about because, you know, let's be honest, this could happen to any of us at any, at any moment. Unless we do something to stop it. So what are those misconceptions? What are those, what are those issues that have to be dealt with, right? The first, um, misconception is that there are no days off when you're a man and you're building and you're trying to take care of your family and your wife and you're trying to, you know, build all five pillars at once. Gentlemen, there is, there's no day off. You might work at your job for five days, but the other two days you have work to do. And I'm not telling you this in some, you know, pity me fashion. I'm telling you this for your own good. On those days off, you have work to do on the rest of your life. And I don't just mean mowing the lawn. When you're not working at your job, you need to be working on yourself you need to be working on your relationships and you need to be paying attention to what you have 
or you're going to wake up one day and you won't have it anymore. Real talk. So what does that mean that there's no days off? Exactly. Your days off are not your time to sit in your chair and watch Netflix and drink coffee all day. That's not going to help you. That's not going to help any situation you've got. You have to accept the fact that, you know, you've got to keep yourself up. Physically. Appearance-wise. Mentally. You've got to maintain your emotional contacts, your relationships. When you have those days off, you have to spend that time with your kids, with your wife. And you've got to reconnect with them. To make up for the times that you spent at work. You see, gentlemen, a lot of us go off to work and we figure, hey, you know, I I put in 60 hours this week. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm exhausted. I deserve some off time. What am I going to tell you there? As soon as the word deserve comes into your vocabulary, you're wrong. There isn't anything in this lifetime that you deserve. There isn't anything that you're owed. When you live your life according to the power of man, you're making your life. You're setting the direction. You're leading the way, even if the person you're leading is yourself. So when you get those days off, remember, there are no days off. Keep that in mind. The second one is that you don't get credit for time served. You don't get credit. You don't get deposits in your bank account that you get to withdraw later on with all the work you do. And I'm not trying to be harsh here to, you know, wives or kids or anything else, of course. But the fact is, is, you know, I'm not saying your family doesn't appreciate the work you put out. Of course they do. But you don't get credit for that. That doesn't carry you in lieu of taking action. And I think too many of us think that, you know, our relationships are weighted like, uh, you know, high school, college classes. You know, back when I was in high school, they started the idea of this advanced placement college level course, right? And the whole idea was if you took this course, it was really tough, it was college level. 
And if you got a B in that class, that was like getting an A in a regular high school class, right? I mean, you've all heard this sort of crap before. I think that that's how a lot of us look at our relationships. We look at our lives that way. You know, I killed myself. I sacrificed this. I gave up that, you know? Um, (laughs) I didn't do this so that, you know, this child or my wife or someone could have that. You're the only one who really understands what sacrifice you're making. And that isn't a bad thing. Like I said, I'm not criticizing wives and children here. A man who's truly in touch with his power doesn't go around looking for thank yous. You know, when I make a big plate of teriyaki chicken for everybody, you know, with fried rice and stuff for dinner, and I have a cup of Raymond soup to make sure that, you know, my wife, my boys, you know, get to have first and seconds and, you know, get to really eat, right? That's my choice. That's my sacrifice that I make. And I do it quietly. You don't stand up in the middle of the room and go, well, I hope everyone enjoyed their dinner because I didn't get to have any because poor me, poor dad. I mean, that's, that's not being in touch with your power. That's not sacrificing. That's looking for credit. Gentlemen, you don't get credit for time served. So when you're making your sacrifices, when you're giving things up, when you're working yourself to the bone, you think that you should be getting some credit for that somewhere. You think that that should be weighed into how people feel about you and, you know, things that you do. And, you know, it should be okay that you're not working out and that you're not taking care of yourself because you're working so hard, right? Wrong. Accept the fact that you don't get credit for these things because you don't need it. And a real man doesn't want it. And trying to make someone feel bad defeats the whole purpose of making the sacrifice in the first place. I make the sacrifices that I make in my life because I don't want my kids to feel bad. Because I want them to be happy. How happy can they be if they know that, you know, what I just gave them came at this huge cost? So get over yourself. That's number two. The third one, the third one's the biggest. And I think all three of these could have really helped my friends, Terry and Joe. I wish there was something I could have done 
to have said something to them, to help them, to, you know, avoid the situations they're in. They're both good men. And after sacrificing a ton, they're both looking at a pretty raw deal. And if they would have kept these things in mind, then maybe they could have avoided that. But the third one is, is big. And, uh, you know, especially from talking to one of these two guys, he outlined this for me. And the third, you know, the third misconception we have, the the third thing that we really need to to fight against, you know, thinking is, I love you doesn't mean I want you. I love you doesn't mean I'm still attracted to you. In this uh, particular instance with one of these guys, he made a point of talking about this. He really thought he was getting credit for time served when it came to this sort of thing. When we get to this point, you know, we're, you know, in our forties, our fifties, and we no longer look like we used to look in our twenties. There's, there's a piece of your brain that somehow rationalizes that you're not in shape and you're not attractive. Okay. Because of the sacrifice that you make, the work that you do, the time you put in, the toil and struggle that you deal with every day. And in our minds as men, we say, hey, it's fine that I don't look the way I probably ought to look because I'm killing myself. And you see, on our end, we think that we have a reason for becoming unattractive. Gentlemen, I don't care what you think or who you're married to or (laughs) what conversations you might have had. Your wives don't see it that way. And I know we have a lot of female listeners And I thank you all for that. And I would love for any of you to message me and try to change my mind on that. I know a lot of our female listeners. And I know that a lot of you love your husbands. But the question is, are you attracted to your husband? 
physically. Can you answer that question? And there's a lot of women who listen to this that, again, that I know, that I know are really, really good, strong women. And whether they're attracted to the guy or not, they love him. And they are of the the character that they're not going to go find some young buck at a gym and, you know, leave him. They love their husbands. And they kind of give him a pass for being out of shape because they know what kind of work he's, he's doing. They know what he's doing for the family. And fellas, our wives do get a lot of the sacrifices we make. They understand a lot more than we think. And I believe, especially with the women that I know that listen to this podcast, I believe that you all want to give your husbands credit for time served. You want to give them a pass. But that doesn't change the fact. That doesn't change whether or not you're actually attracted to the guy. And guys, I think you know this. So the point of this is that you have these misconceptions that we all carry around. You've got these, (laughs) you've got these assumptions. I'm guilty of them too. And you've only got two choices. You can keep going with them and just say, hey, this is life. Yeah, you know, that's how it is, Rory. Sorry, that's just my life, man. And you can accept where you are and hope things work out. If that's the decision you make, well, I hope that you don't end up like Terry and Joe one day. Because your wives have needs, gentlemen. Just like you do. Or you can get busy. And you can say, you know what, Rory, I heard you. I heard you loud and clear, brother. I heard your stories about Terry and Joe. I'm heeding your warning. And I'm not going to go gently into that dark night. I'm going to do something about the fact that, you know, I've put on 60 pounds since, you know, I got married. You know, that my skin looks like sandpaper. That I haven't had a haircut in three months. Haven't trimmed my beard in longer than that. There's a million things you can do to take better care of yourself. to try to make yourself a little more attractive. 
to the woman that you love. And it's probably about time that you looked in the mirror, took a real honest inventory, and got busy trying to find a way to improve. It's not easy, guys. Looking at these things like this is not easy because the first thing we all want to do is say, well, but, well, but nothing. You don't get days off. One of the things you need to be doing in your days off is clean yourself up. Put on a clean shirt. Next time you go out to eat, don't go in sweats or blue jeans. You know, put on a pair of khakis. Wouldn't kill you. Do the little things. Get a haircut. Trim your beard. Now, the lumberjack look might be in, but... There's always something you can do. And gentlemen, I hope that you understand that if you're married to the strong, intelligent woman that I think most of you are married to, that when you start taking account, when you start trying to improve, when you start taking care of yourself, and you clean yourself up a little bit, the little improvements that you can make, that you can work on, they're going to be noticed. She's going to notice that you're trying. And she's going to know you're doing it for her. And nine times out of ten, she's going to appreciate that. But hey, I'm just a podcaster out here talking into the darkness. I heard two stories very recently from two men that I've known for a long time that impacted me greatly and made me think about this stuff. I'm one guy out of all the billions of people on this planet. And this one guy talking on this podcast in the last 30 days came in contact with two guys who had these issues. That's a dangerous and frightening ratio. So if you're sitting there thinking that it can't happen to you, man, you better think twice before you roll those dice. The best thing about the power of man is that it's never too late. It's never too late to try.
I hope, if nothing else, that this got you thinking just a little bit about your own situation. There are no days off. You do not get any credit. And I love you does not mean I'm attracted to you. You got to work for that. And I bet you can do it. Prove me wrong. Send me a message at Power Man Podcast. Let me know your thoughts. Tell me how I don't have this correct. Or better yet, tell me that I do have it correct and share with me what it is you're going to do to make your life and your wife's life a little bit better. Because you're both worth it. Believe it. Until next time.